Welcome to Drunk Sex. Whatever you're into, we've got you covered. So crack open your favourite beverage and join your host, Jen Wardkey, for the Drunk Sex Podcast. A fellow next door has been listening. I think I'm going to ask him how he feels about all this. Hey, what's your name? Come on over. Uh, so what's the topic today? What are we talking? Okay, so specifically, Jen and I were leaning into and discussing. So let's say a fellow was going to say to us, baby, I am going to like do whatever it takes to make you come like forever so hard. Okay. And then she and I are thinking in our heads, oh my God, it's been fucking 45 minutes. I'm such an asshole. He can't possibly have meant this. Okay. Okay. So like, are you exploring maybe a bit of a deep dive on like what he can do or maybe, all right, a nice way to just tell him to stop. (laughs) No, like what's he thinking? No, no, don't want him to stop. (laughs) Don't want him to stop. But I'm worried that he wants to stop because he said whatever, whatever. And then I'm in my head. I'm like, it's been 45 minutes. He can't really want to go down to me for this long. He's angry, but now he's in. He's committed. And I'm like, and then I'm in my head about all this shit. All right. All right. <laughs> There's more people that want the mic <laughs> snug in, snug in. No, no. Oh, they're just listeners. But, oh, he's with me. But feel free to chime the fuck in. I mean, if he's, made, if he's made that commitment, he needs to stay true to his word, like, regardless, right? And so, like, 45 minutes, you just need to keep going. Otherwise, it's just not worth it. But, like, excuse me. Excuse Give me. The mic. Share the mic. Share the mic. My, my husband is now taking control of the situation. I really think that the key point here is, like, keep someone wanting to keep going you have to give them that piece of motivation and that piece of motivation is your own pleasure so I feel like someone as long as they know that they're actually giving you real pleasure and you're not faking anything you're not in your head about like you know I, I think that's the biggest motivation and the biggest of course it's like about turn feedback. on it's about okay so my question is do you know when your partner is thinking about it? Oh, there's two men just looking at me. They want the fucking mic. <laughs> I actually think it depends. It depends if it's your regular partner or if it's your casual partner. If it's your regular partner, like, in, you know, you, you absolutely know when your partner is just kind of like a little over it, but still like trying to make you, you know, feel good about yourself. But it's a casual, if it's a casual partner, it's, it's very hard to know. But it's, it's a gamble anyway right like i feel like a casual partner is is a whole different ball game also why are you giving a casual partner 45 minutes of your life (laughs) i mean if we're talking casual partner we're there for a casually good time aren't we we're not there for a long time we're there for a good time i'm I'm sorry no i don't i don't mean to, to take over the mic but really um, whether it's it, even if it's a casual partner, if you want to spend a whole night 
having oral sex, that's I think that's absolutely game. As long as you do have that that rapport. No, we are together. <laughs> Ex actually, um, we have just been married uh, two weeks today. So, thank you, thank you. <laughs> More wine for everyone. Um, uh, we drink anything that's alcoholic, really. It's delicious. This is delicious rosé. All right. I, no, I would, I would agree. Um, I, no, that's true. If if you have a casual partner and you want to go to town for all night, then then go for it. But oh, we're ordering another bottle. Morgan's providing for us. So, hey, I'm Morgan. I am getting these guys drunk so they can do the podcast. Ah, uh, yeah, just getting us drunk because we're totally sober. Totally sober. Back to the original topic. Yeah. Have you had instances of this before where it's been a couple of hours or something like that where, where they've been trying but you're in your head and like, is there a defi- like, at what point do you say no or like, it, tell me a funny example of when it didn't work. <laughs> I don't know that I say no, but, but, but certainly there have been instances where people have gone down on me and, and and they've said I could go down on you forever blah 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 but then I get in my head about it because I feel like they're they're doing work which I know logically is bullshit right like it's, it's not doing work right like give, right right but but that's the that's the narrative in my head so and I'm also very much I enjoy penetration. Like I kind of just want to be fucked. So those two things uh, sort of come together where I'm like, oh, you've been going down on me for too long and I feel bad about it because are you really enjoying it for this long? Which is also bullshit because I know that they are, but logically like, ah. and then I just want to be fucked. So it's, it's this like come up, come up, come up thing that I often make them do. And I do, I, I don't, ah, all the things, all the thoughts, right? Like somebody give me a fucking commentary on that. So, so have you, have you thought about maybe you being like that wall that wants to kind of like stop that dynamic of, of oral sex? I feel like with oral sex, there's always a, a, a bit of a power game, right? There's always like the submissive. There's always the active partner, right? So maybe, and only maybe, because I really just met you five minutes ago, guys. <laughs> uh, but maybe, just maybe, you don't enjoy that passive role as much because you're saying like, "Ooh, I don't, I don't want to feel like you're working on me for that long," and I just, <laughs> and I just want to move to the next part and. And maybe in the next part, you'll be a more active partner or like a more active party. So that's that's all I'm offering. Maybe maybe you don't enjoy being that passive in, in the as a whole in the role to feel like someone is working on you. But another thing to say is that know that whenever you give a blowjob, I'm sure 
that it gives you pleasure as well, right? It's psychological pleasure because there's nothing physical in your throat, but it gives you pleasure. So know that whenever someone's going down on you, it's also giving them sexual pleasure in a psychological way. Yeah. I do have certain things around around the like the power dynamic of it. And I don't know, I, I actually don't entirely know where to put that because it, in a sense, a woman going down on a man, she's perceived as being powerless. But I've never felt more powerful with exactly. a dick in my mouth, right? So, so how does that translate to, as you were just talking about, receiving? Okay, I'm just going to recap the brilliance that was coming from the gay men. So they were, when Jen became speechless, what was happening was she was being questioned on the power dynamic of receiving versus giving, of can you feel powerful in receiving? As a woman, if a man is going down on you, can you... Can you imagine that he feels powerful, but can you feel powerful in receiving? If a woman is giving a blowjob to a man, would it even cross your fucking mind that he doesn't feel powerful in receiving, right? This is the wisdom of the gay man who is like, get out of your fucking head, Jen. Yes. Yes, that's, True. I don't think that I felt powerful receiving. Actually, now that y'all say that, and I kind of fucking hate you for it. But here goes the mic. So, like, consider Fifty Shades of Grey, but reversed, right? Like, imagine if, I mean, I've never read the books, I've never seen the movie, but, you know... Social conjecture has told me enough, so... If you're the one in charge, making your servant do what you want, that is a power... That's a powerful part to play anyway, right? Like, if someone's going down on you... I know as a man, whether it's like... Whoever is on the end of my penis... (laughs) I feel like the king of the world. Like, I feel like they are a servant doing my bidding and like owning me (laughs) my husband's making awful moments right now but regardless like i feel in charge like i feel like that i am the king and these people are working on me below do you know what i mean and so and 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 when you and when you go down i also feel really powerful too because Because you feel in control and you feel in control of what you're doing to that person. So I feel like... So I feel like it's more about mentally how you approach each situation rather than the act. Handing over to my husband. But that's such a cliche though. Bullshit. No, no, no. I call bullshit on you because you cannot... You cannot ask her to feel the same way when she's on the receiving end of a blowjob as a man. The man, socially, 
has all that power to be like, yeah, you know, you're giving me a blowjob. I'm on. The, I'm, I'm the king of, lo- of the world. I'm being really loud right now in a public place. So, I, I feel like that's that's a. It is a gender bias. Yeah, absolutely. Because a man has been taught to be allowed to feel like that when he's receiving a blowjob, whereas a woman, it's it's absolutely yeah yeah. Exactly. Whereas a woman, psychologically, first of all, it's that's quintessentially what you're saying is like, I feel guilty for making someone work for my pleasure, and so I feel like what has to happen is like, you like I feel like women have to take that 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 power back. Whereas like, yeah, you're giving me pleasure, therefore, I'm taking control of what you're doing to me. And and that's why I mentioned the, the, the control the, and the power rule is because we've taught, as a society, we've taught women not to feel powerful and not to feel in control of sex. All of the fucking yeses. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So much of what you said resonated. But you're right. You're right. You're right. And I've, I've had certain... Um, conversations with myself and one of the things recently was uh one of the most glorious rights of man is is the right to come last and and it's he comes and he's done can you imagine what the world would look like if if women got off and just fucked off like it's a different it's a it's a different world it's a different world and we and I don't know if the mic's picking this up, but everybody's laughing, and and because because that resonates. As much as we have in our narrative, a man that can get a woman off is amazing. There is inherent fucking privilege in terms of it's typically been male. Man comes and he's done, and he flops over, and and that's. We have those jokes in our society. He comes and he, you know, he's just going to go and fall asleep. And the woman's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And that is, that is sexual privilege. You come and you're done. Women don't have that. And, and that really, and yes. And he just said, really don't come at all. And yes, another gay man just said, sometimes you come a thousand times. And that's true. And that's true. But, but you are right. There is a fundamental privilege that women don't have in coming and being done. Women don't get that. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, society has... It, it's, a, it's something that we've learned from our society norms, from porn, from the way that we conduct masculinity and femininity and, and, and all that. But I, what I'm saying... What I mean by psychologically is that someone, something that we have adopted. I'm going to snuggle you. Yes, please, let's snuggle. It's something that we have adopted, and, and I feel like women have especially uh, embraced as being their own. And, and it's almost, I almost feel like it's like that sense of unworthiness. Like, I'm not worthy of pleasure. Yes, and this is something that needs to change. Women have, as you referenced earlier, I don't know that we caught it on mic, women have physiologically capacity for orgasm, I really, truly believe, beyond men. 
but they typically don't experience that. And that's, and that's, I think, uh, a result of our society, which doesn't allow women to feel pleasure and to go get pleasure on a short term wherever she wants it. And, and it's fucked. And it's fucked. Could you imagine a world where you go on a Tinder date and you don't get a man off until you come first? Like, how, how would that world look like? I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's so rare. It's so rare. And I mean, not my personal experience, but I know that there are uh, women out there who have had really strong orgasmic responses and the men are like, what the fuck? There seems to also be a shitting on or what men perceive to be a shitting on. If women have strong orgasms that trumps what they perceive male and female orgasm to be. Oh, bitch. Oh, but no, no, no. I love it. Um, <laughs> but on, on that regards, I have to say, like, I don't know how many men have you seen having an orgasm, but I, I've seen very weird, as a, as a gay man, I've seen very weird responses of a man to orgasm. I, I, I dated this guy that used to hyperventilate every time that he would come and every time it made it, it was I was absolutely terrified because I was like, are you, are you okay? Are you gonna are you gonna pass out on me? Or so I, I I don't feel like the extent of the response is is as important, but I do feel like maybe maybe some women feel the need to maybe tame that response. Do you think? Well, here's my question: How do you think women come? What do you think that looks like? And this is unfortunate because I, as a gay man, the, uh, the, I have very few references, really. And, and one of the references I have is porn. Yes. So, and, and, and let me say this. I feel like not only for me as a gay man, but I feel like for a lot of men who don't have a lot of experience, I feel like that's the only reference they have. Uh, so, porn is that, is that like, you know, hyper-exaggerated pleasurable you know and and maybe that's what a lot of people expect yeah so i don't know <laughs> i don't actually think real female responses are recorded in porn generally and i don't know that male partners know how to respond because they're given very limited information so i mean i've had a very vocal porny orgasms that was the type of orgasm match porn but i've also had uh orgasms where partners that i've known very rare are like did you come and i'm like are you fucking joking like lost my mind like i just melted and it's it's not visible they don't know because they don't know what to compare it to so i guess the lesson i think is don't fuck anybody Unless you can accept whatever their body does. Because our bodies do all kinds, all kinds of things. Like everywhere, all over the place. I think that that's going into a whole different theme, which is how your own issues and your own personality allows you to live and experience sex as a whole, right? So 
like like I said, if you're with a casual partner, you can you can only expect so much it, based on what you know from that person. But I, I feel like you, as a woman, have only one responsibility, and it's it's to live your sexuality as fully and as truthfully as you can. And I, and, and and then again, I, it, it it seems a little repetitive, but I feel like we have been taught that women cannot express their sexuality as freely, and so I I think that's the, that's the only issue um, standing between you as a woman and I as a gay man. Me, you were talking earlier, right? Like you were saying, uh, like me as a gay man, I sometimes I'm like, yeah, you know, like uh, you'll do it, and and and. It, 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 I feel like for gay men, it's a lot easier to to be free sexually, as opposed to you girls. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna be intelligent right now. But no, you said a lot of uh, things that resonate in terms of you. You you just need to. You are who you are, and you sexual uh, sexuality is what it is, right? And you can't. And I, I really truly think you can't mitigate that for a person, right? Like, you are who you are. Uh, I, I said not only as a person, but as a gender that has to break with so many social taboos that we've been imposed for decades, right? Yes. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, I, and I'm a cis straight woman, so certainly my life is easier easier-ish. Oh my god. I mean, you clearly want me to marry you. You're already getting married. You can't can look. Yeah, I, I really... You really do want to marry my man, right? Um, one thing about privilege as a white, middle-class man, white man, uh, that I've that I've learned that, like, privilege is is subjective, right? Like, you as a cis woman have like privilege over, you know, a, a man that uh, was a cis man who thinks he's a woman or who b- believes he's a woman. So it's all it's all relative, right? Like uh, you as a, a cis white female probably have privilege over a black female. A black a black female probably has privilege over. Yes, uh, the comment was, um, you know, privilege over, like, maybe a, a, what are we calling them now? I'm sorry, this is really inappropriate. I can't think of the name. Uh, First Nation. First Nation. Thank you. Thank you very much. Native people in Canada. Canada. Um, But it is all relative. But I guess the problem really exists is when a lot of those things culminate, right, in, in a bad situation. But I think we're getting a little off topic when we first started about oral sex. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk more about oral sex. Can I ask you inappropriate questions? Totally, 100%. So, where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from New Zealand, uh, born and raised. Uh, moved to Canada about five years ago. I am a cis male. Uh, I was straight. In inverted quotes, up until about until until, until officially in the public eye three and a half years ago. 
I have so many questions. You can tell me to fuck off if I say or ask anything inappropriate. You just came out as gay three years ago? Yes. Okay. Uh, you're from New Zealand. So you dated and you dated and were with women before that? In public, I was with women before that, yes. But what I'm actually really interested about, uh, what? how do you identify? Because you reference being gay and you reference being bi. How do you identify? Uh, as myself. Okay. Did you at one point in your life identify as straight? Like basically most of my life. I basically like I lived that lie for probably like the last 15 years of my life. I, I, I wouldn't say me personally I didn't identify as straight, but I told everyone that I identified as straight. But for the last 15 years, I hid my true self from the world because of the community I lived in, because of the the actually the perceived uh, like backlash that I would receive that like that is it is the perceived backlash that perceived backlash uh, family friends you thought you wouldn't be able to what work get a job continue your education we ostracized what does that look like so originally uh, like I have a small family very, very small, small town New Zealand. I originally thought it was going to be sort of a family backlash. Uh, sorry. Uh, so I thought that actually my family would support me most um, and that it would be my friends that have the backlash. But it actually tended to be the exact opposite. Most of my family are very supportive, incredibly supportive, and just love me for who I am. Uh a couple of members are somewhat different, but every single one of my friends has supported me the whole way through and treated me no differently. And like, that's incredible. Like I, I can't love them enough. Like when I actually finally came out and I wasn't even around most of them. I came out on Facebook um, because most of my friends live in New Zealand and I came out on Facebook when I lived in Canada. So yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing that your family was super supportive. How old were you when you came out? I'm quote quoting, air quoting. I came out to a couple of friends when I was like late 20s. I was in a very masculine orientated job. Uh, I was in the military. So even though it was accepted, it was kind of like, it was still belittled quite regularly um uh, i came out when i was about 32 i did move away from from home when i did come out but i think it was it's not necessarily the location it was more the time like i think it had built up to a point where i was like i'm finally happily calling myself bisexual and could be myself rather than a location uh yeah so it's I can't say that's true for everyone, but the separation definitely helped. Like the separation from a lot of judgment, the separation from my old job of being in the military definitely helped, made the process, I think, easier. Yeah. 
Your family's all in? 90%. 90%. Do you want to speak to that? You don't have to. No, I don't think so. There's just challenges within every family, right? You can't, you can't choose your family. You can't choose who they are. You can't change who they are. You, I went through a really tough time of like not handling my family's acceptance of who I am. Um, but then it actually took Vicente, my husband, to teach me that we can't change our family. We can't make them love us anymore. Can't make them accept us. They are who they are. And you can work hard at them and you can like talk to them and try and convince them, but you basically just have to love your family for who they are and like accept them. So if they are not going to be on board with some of your decisions, if they are not going to accept your decisions, if they uh, are going to challenge you in ways you don't maybe necessarily like, you just have to love them and just love who they are and love their limitations, love what it is that makes them them and that's the most important thing and it's it's actually love that taught me that it's love that made me realize that your family is your family and just accept them and and it may not be the loving relationship that you want or you expect but fuck it it's them and just take what you can get Got a lot of shit around that. So heavy. Can somebody hug me? Yes. You're on the wrong side of the table. I'm on the wrong side of the table. You're going to have a... Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. You're such a smart woman. You're amazing as balls. Oh, no, no. You are amazing as balls. My hand is on your bum. Um, I don't mind that at all. <laughs> I, that, 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 that's quite enjoyable. Are you? Having, are that's, you? Yeah, that's, that's my wallet. You got a big fucking wallet that's in your pants. Wallet, yeah. <laughs> we need to stop recording. Okay, I'm going to stop. This has been The Drunk Sex Podcast with Jen Wadkey. For more sex talk, head over to the Jen Wadkey Facebook group or check out jenwadkey.com. Till next time, happy boozing and sexing.